We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, the ghost is back. This house is protected through Progressive, but that doesn't mean it's not haunted. How else would you explain that radiator-like clanking sound? Or the moon-colored light in the hallway that's gone by morning? Maybe he never bundled home an auto, and he's doomed to suffer an eternity without the savings. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. <gasps> what was that wind-like sound? Oh, right, the wind. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This is... This is... This is... This is... This is... This is, this is, this is. With Giancarlo Nava and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas, and with me today, we are producer of Fun of Brian Goins. I hate you. Brian, let's go. Okay, Brian's mad because I was complaining about U.S. soccer head coach Jill Ellis. Uh, we're not going to get into that later. I will keep that private. You can see that on my Twitter feed, at GNavis103, if you are so interested. I'm already trying to hang up with you. We have our professional screw-up, who was on time today, Mr. Alex Toledo. Welcome to the program, Mr. Alex Toledo. Screw-up, professional. Yep. What's going on? We nice good. Night. Lift driver extraordinaire. Yep. We out here. And we have our very own, our favorite, hot take Harry, Mr. Harrison Citron. How are you? I'm not your favorite. You don't have to lie. Why are you guys so – I mean, listen, today's a good day. The Heat are clinching the playoffs. The Heat blew out the Hawks yesterday. You know, things are good. Like, come on. Like, things are you know, things are looking up. Although there's a six seed. I don't like that. We'll get into that later. But, you know, come on. Let's, let's uh, Come on. Let's bring some energy. Let's go. I was trying to book – I have two weddings on Memorial Day in two different cities, one in Cleveland. <laughs> And uh, the flights just jumped up quite a bit, so they're I'm both frustrated. in Cleveland. No, Cleveland Saturday, and then Boston on Sunday. Just skip the Cleveland. One. Why do you want to go to Cleveland? How important are these people to you? Uh, Cleveland's for Sarah, and Boston's my friend. Well, you don't have to. Sarah's Harrison's girlfriend. For those of you who don't know, um, yeah, just tell Sarah. You know, I'm sorry, Sarah. We're not going to Cleveland. Yeah, I can't do that. I mean. I- <laughs> It's like, yeah, that's not how this relationship thing works. If only LeBron could say the same. Well, did you, well, did you guys see what uh, the report, the the rumored report that came out today? Because, like, it was incredible. Huh? Are we giving this a platform? Yeah, we are. Because, like, I Chris really, Sheridan. I really want to talk about Oh, it was Chris Sheridan? Yeah. Well, I he, didn't even... he, he was the one that, that uh, reported that LeBron was going back. Yeah, but, so... but di- doesn't he always, like, kind of, yeah. isn't he a guy who, like, twice in a row guessed it right, but always, like, messed up a key detail in his prediction <laughs> or whatever? Yeah. Like, I honestly so don't know. It kind of makes it look like he's guessing. Yo, could you imagine? Yo, that is... He's been reporting for a while. Alex I was like, oh, so right. Do you remember? I think it was Chris Sheridan when, man, now this takes us back during the LeBron hysteria of when he was leaving. Do you guys remember the website color coding? 
how yeah. some how, I think it was Chris Sheridan found out that the LeBron.com color scheme and it was like hashtag e, you know the, the 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 color code. Man, Twitter was insane. I mean, I can't wait for chapter three this summer. Man, Alex, I mean, I remember like from morning to night, nonstop refreshing of twitter some days it was pro heat stuff when d wade showed up to his camp in vegas they were on the plane they did the casablanca hug on the way back you know what i mean like it was so fun and then uh and then the next day he leaves and mike miller yeah mike miller oh the starts- mike miller thing i forgot about that then there was the color thing and like the cupcakes oh the cupcake <laughs> cupcake gate <laughs> Does Mike Miller still have a spot in the Nuggets uh, roster or no? Is Mike Miller he's still in the retired. league? No, he retired. Yeah, I was like, Mike he could have been. Not... He could have been Shane Battier's coworker right now. He could have been. Instead, he followed LeBron, and now he doesn't have a job. Well, he's on the jump now. Mike Miller? Yeah, he's he's been no on the way. jump a couple of many, How many Yo, people? I've seen so many NBA players on these broadcasts. I saw Ryan Hollins the past couple of nights on NBA TV. Well, Ryan Hollins, I think, did fill in for Levitard one day. What? Yeah, he he did the show. Um, I don't think I think it was when they were. I don't remember if it was with Stugatz or if it was just him. But I remember that they laughed because they kept playing his takes back. And Dan was like, "What what were these people doing while we were away?" I don't understand. When did Ryan Hollins get into broadcasting? And do half of NBA fans know this man's name? Ryan Hollins. I know that. Are we so, thinking of the same guy, the big tall backup center with with the with the mole on his nose? Well, now now we're Googling Ryan so. Hollins. I didn't think that that's where we'd end up today, but we're Googling Ryan Hollins. And, um, Hard. Huh? Levitard. Yeah. I mean, um, yes. Holy moly. He does not have a mole in his nose, but it was who I was thinking yeah, he of. He does? Okay, so I'm correct. Yes, this is this is him. Yeah, Ryan Hollins, broadcaster. Yeah, you're right. There are a lot. Um, Karan, is Karan good? Because I know people really wanted Karan to... To take over Tony's spot, but like I don't know, is I've never heard him do anything. Need some training. He's in training. Yeah, th- that like that. Yeah, people don't like him on players only. I hate so. that players only thing. I thought I'd it, like it. I think it's bad. Well, I, maybe they don't have the right players. <laughs> that could also <laughs> be a thing. Like, I blame Reg Miller, but yeah, I think he's the better I, one because at least he has like semblance of a polished. Bro- like I don't think Chris Webber is good at that. Like I, he's very likable, but I don't think he's good at it. You need the positive energy, like Tony. <laughs> I'm gonna miss Tony, man. And like I don't think we've I miss him so much. We haven't like eulogized that enough. Like we're gonna have you know he's like retweeting to uh, Tony Bingo. Do you even think he read it? Yes. Brian, can you pull up the Tony Bingo sheet so that we can read some of the funny things that are on it for the audience? Because Tony Bingo is like, what it is, it's a bingo board. And whenever Tony says one of the things on the bingo board, you know, you put a little thing on the bingo board and you play bingo. I think we did it. We played Brian a couple years ago. When it first, it was Dan Gnarly on Twitter. It was like our second year, I think. Yeah. Um, We could definitely make one of those for like Heat Beat. Heat Beat. That would be fun. Yeah, Alf Curses. Alex is Every late. time you cry. Every time Alex I cry. Or I mention anime. Every time Harrison breathes loudly on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> How did I become a sports fan? How I became a sports fan. Write that down, Brian. Write that down. I miss write that down, Brian. Brian with odd timing on the sounds. <laughs> there you go. Giancarlo laughing way too loud into the microphone. That was a good timing of sound. Good job, Brian. We just came up with like an entire bingo card. <laughs> Alex, were you? Uh, I don't know if you've heard the last show, but last show I was so proud because Nikias went on like a stat rant um, about, I believe it was Hassan or Dwayne and the on-off numbers, and it was like really like eloquent. And then like Nikias crescendoed into this like amazing like ah, we are all informed. And the entire time I like I stopped listening halfway, and I I just pointed to my phone because I wrote down take that for data. And I was, like, holding it up to the screen. I was like, Brian, you need to play this as soon as Nikias finishes. But you know how Brian is with sound timing. And, um, and, and like, for me, the, entire, the entirety of that rant was just for Brian to nail. Take that for data. Take yeah, that. and he nailed it, right? Why, come on, Alex. Why'd you step on the joke? Brian had it. Brian and I were in sync. I talked enough for him to find it, and you ruined it. 
Professional screw up. I thought you were waiting for me to say something. At your service. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, well, and that's enough uh, self-indulging. Um, I have Tony Bean already. What? If you, if you just want to, I can read a couple slots of Tony Bean. Read, read some of the best ones. Read from the best ones from the Tony Bingo card. We'll tweet it out so you guys can find it. And find us uh, at MIA Heapbeat on Twitter. Um, so you can follow us there. Uh, we we want to do interactive things. And while we're on the topic, if you leave a five star review on iTunes and you write something funny that we can read back on air because we're going to be checking. We're going to give away stuff. We're going to give away uh, autographed merchandise uh, that we have from Heat Players, cool memorabilia. Um, Maybe we can give away some tickets. I know we're we're working on new T-shirts. We can give away some T-shirts. So we want to do some giveaways for some of the most creative and funny five-star reviews. So if you guys can think of some good stuff, uh, go on iTunes if you haven't already. Uh, drop us a review. Give us a, a rating or any pod app that you have. or uh, You know, Podbean or whatever. I don't know what. What are the kids using nowadays? iTunes. iTunes. Okay, that's what I use. So I don't know. All right. So, uh, so Brian, hit us up with some bingo. All right. So I think the first one I want to mention is Pat Riley calls that the launching pad. <laughs> Shout out to Nikias. Next one. We got giggles during the replay of player getting hit in the balls. I couldn't believe you retweeted it with that on it. I love that. And he got Kate Austin does Burke. does not care. Austin Burke, Mount Vernon. Ewick. Yeah, baby. Yo, I'm sorry. I can't focus right now. The host is being completely distracting. Instead of instead of getting us together and organizing us, he's throwing random fist pumps, Yo, and I can't tell if he's watching tennis the US or the most women's exciting anime national of all time. team is oh dropping God. goals right now. Four to nothing. Alex Morgan got a penalty right after she scored a beaut in the corner. Right now, a set piece. Lindsey Horan, who I hate, gave a nice ball to Carly Lloyd, who just slipped it in on the left side. US 4, Mexico nil. We are rocking here in Jacksonville. Home this is when I will come in and tell you to shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> so happy. So we're just... <laughs> I'm we're just straight up stealing from Levitard I'm now. I'm sweating. Yeah, no, this show this show has been the steal from Dan show. You know what's funny about well, that? Might as well be over the top with it. Excuse me. But we might as well be over the top with stealing their content. Their bits. No, but you know what the funny part is that I get mad at Brian when he does it. I don't know. Like I always get mad because I don't want to do it. And sometimes it's funny when Brian does it and I get mad at him. But th- yeah. So. Um. So I'm sorry, Brian. Continue reading from the bingo card as Alex ruined the show. Me. At, at first they were booing, but now they're cheering. So uh, that is the uh, that is the illustrious Tony bingo card. We will tweet it out. Explain explains clear by foul. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Explains because that always happens. Or the back tap. There's something new every time. That's something... <laughs> I think I think this one's my favorite. He laughs at his own joke. <laughs> <laughs> Brian did a production. Um, okay, so let's let's get into some heat talk because we've been doing this for uh, for ten minutes. Wow, that felt like longer. Um, we've been we've been doing this for ten minutes and we haven't really talked meat and potatoes. So, Miami Heat blow out Atlanta last night. Um, and you know at at the time I thought it was a heady move by Spo because I'm thinking because you know I'm on the hashtag seven C till we bleed and we're gonna make this take off because. I'm I'm of the camp that I want them to play the Celtics, right? So I'm about this Kyrie-less Celtics team, and uh, I don't I don't. Brad Stevens is a, is a clown. He's a joke, and I like no. But seriously, I I do think that that Celtic team is really limited offensively. I know that Miami has struggled historic Spolster specifically has struggled with decentralized offenses, but I do think in the playoffs that I don't think that's going to be a problem for him. Um, so with, with the, the preparation that he'll have in, in a seven game series. And I, and I just think the the talent that Boston has, Sands, Kyrie, and Gordon Hayward, with what Miami has, I, I really think it's it's a push, especially with how well Miami's been playing offense. And maybe I'm crazy, and maybe that's just the, the Heat fan in me. And um, I, I mean, I wouldn't pick them to win the series. I wouldn't pick them to win any series, but... You wouldn't pick them to win versus Boston, Sands, Kyrie? No, probably not, just because, I mean, at the end of the day... I think the Heat are limited offensively too. I you think might they, be on an island with that. I think I will be on it. I think I am on an island, but I think Vegas would probably. Um, I think Vegas would probably have the Celtics favored in that series. I think. I think it'd be a long Celt- series. Celtics. Celtics would be favored against the Heat. 
I think they would be. I don't think. I don't think. I, maybe I'm on an island among Heat fans, and I'm sure that I can talk. My, but I, I think Boston Definitely. would be favored. But I think of all the first round matchups, maybe Philadelphia without Embiid is the only better one. But I think Embiid's going to be ready for round one, depending on his threshold for pain. So, um, I do like that Boston matchup, and I and I like the idea of avoiding Toronto until the conference finals because I do think they're good. And you know what's funny he- about the Raptors is that. So they lose against Boston, um, and Kyle Lowry has a bad game. And then they, they beat Boston by double digits yesterday, and it's like nobody believes in the Raptors anymore because they already lost to the Boston and the Cavs. Yeah, and but they're also struggling as of late. They've, I, they've yeah, lost like half of their games recently. They're going to finish with a better record than Golden State, though. Yeah. Which is Toronto's, like, Toronto's just bored. I, I, they, they've they've clinched early on. They saw the Cavs weren't trying. When the Celtics got close, they showed that the Celtics aren't aren't as close to the Raptors. And the Heat are the Heat are going to be underdogs in any series. They've lost eleven of thirteen on the road. It's just not. I mean, yeah, I get it. You have to win one game to steal home court back. But in a place like Boston, it's just going to be tough for them. It is. It's absolutely going to be tough. But I do think that that's, and this is like super cliche sports analysis, but I think that that's kind of where Dwayne Wade's going to help you. Especially, I think the team depends on a lot of, and shooters always tend to shoot better at home. It's always been that way. And I think Knights at Olenek and and Ellington aren't going to have it. And Jay Rich, as we know, is very sporadic. I think maybe Dwayne Wade might. You know, if Miami can play defensively good enough to keep them in a game late, you just need Dwayne to make a couple plays down the stretch against a limited offense. You know, maybe, you know, I kind of think that that's where his value will really come out. Um, So, yeah, I, I wouldn't pick him to win against the Celtics. But, man, crazier things have happened, you know? I mean, I like that they can play pretty much any style because of, uh, you know, you have Olenek now, so you can play him at any time with both of the non-shooting forwards, with JJ, with Winslow. You couldn't previously do that uh, if you had Hassan or Willie Reed or Bam or whoever else it might have been in that lineup, so it gives more options or whatever. I think the main issue against the Celtics is going to be the second guard spot defending because, like, usually Miami, I think that's going to be an area where they struggle. Um, cause usually with forwards, like, you know, small, small ball fours and stuff like that, they've, they've done a pretty good job and they have the wing personnel. They have JJ, they have Winslow, uh, bam, like they have bodies to throw at those kinds of players, but smaller guards, you know, you have Jay rich and Jay rich as Harrison, uh, is very familiar with, um, cause he's his biggest fan. He can be kind of inconsistent in you know, maybe some silly fouls despite him being a good defender. So I kind of think that. You know, the guard spots in that series are going to be what determines, you know, how this is going to go. Harry, I know, Harry, I know you were going to talk before I cut you off. I'm sorry. Uh, it was my fault. Uh, no, I was just about to say that I think what you also have to worry about a little with the Heat is if we are healthy, Spo usually goes with the eight or nine man rotation in the postseason. And that's going to be interesting to see what he does if you have 11 or 12 guys that are healthy and not sure where the minutes are going to are going to go. He well, shouldn't. Alex was a. Why should he shorten his rotation? He always does. But I. I but I'm agree. saying th- this season, like that's been their biggest strength is being able to play whoever they whoever they want, 11, 12 guys that they wanted to, for whatever the matchup is. But eight or nine guys just feels like it's gonna hurt the Heat. I mean, Rodney and Bam would be the two guys, you know, on the outside looking in in that scenario. Yeah, I want to see playoff Bam. I, I do too. But you know, the interesting thing about that is I wonder what Spo is going to do with Ellington because as we've seen in the past, like Spo has that hook with the shooter that you play for a bit and if you don't have it, you're gone and you don't come back, right? So I'm wondering what he's going to do with that guard spot if they're going to, you know, if Ellington, if they see, you know, early on that he doesn't have it that night, are they just going to abandon Ellington and go Tyler and Magruder? Maybe replace Ellington's minutes with Magruder or just eliminate that rotation person altogether? Um, but I don't know if he'll have enough shooting because now Dwayne is going to be playing more minutes. So I, I'm I'm kind of interested there how he's going to handle Ellington in the playoffs. So, I'm kind of curious what the starting lineup would be, actually. I think he'll just ride what they've been doing. I don't think there's any reason to, to imagine that he'll change that. Maybe because I, I can't even see him starting Dwayne over Jay Rich. I think they like what they have, and I think that. And Spolster's, you think he would start? 
Sorry, I was going to mention, do you think Wade would even start, uh, not Wade, you think Spo would start Wade over Tyler Johnson in the playoffs? I know uh, it's something he's done during the season, but do you think that's something he could probably work his way into the playoffs? I think if they need to, they would, but I think to start, I think he would just ride with what they have. I mean, I don't know why you would move D-Wade to the starting lineup because all of a sudden then you have him with J.J. and probably Hassan and your only shooters are Gorin and, and Jay Rich. Like, Are those lineups even good? No. I don't, Miami I mean, has not been successful with two big lineups. And, uh, and mainly the, the, the really successful offensive lineups they've had have been the Kelly or J.J., especially the Kelly. I guess it would matter mostly on matchups, though. I mean, especially if you're playing against Boston as a seventh seed, they're pretty much their their rotation is primarily big men now. Well, Boston, they're I think they're probably going to be able to get away with Kelly at the five way more because of how like limited Boston is offensively, and mm-hmm. I, and like I, Horford is not like they're not like a rebounding juggernaut, and I think that's also one of the big um, things that Atlantic hurts you with is the rebounds, and. Um, so I kind of think that that's how that would play. I mean, and, and we're previewing them playing the Celtics, and you know they can very easily end up six. Um, although it's weird because they have they have three games left. Harrison's so convinced that they're going to lose against the Knicks. They could also, I mean, if I don't, it's unlikely, but if the Pacers lose out, the Heat could possibly jump up to fifth. Can they? How many do the Pacers have? Three games left as well. Yeah, yeah. If the Pacers lose out and we win out, we can move up to fifth. But how we confident are we that we beat OKC? Yeah, but the, the Pacers are three and a half games ahead of Miami. I think we restore the tiebreaker though. And but if we if that we, I mean this is this is coming from Barry Jackson's column oh, from last night. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to figure out how the math works. But okay. Um Yeah, if Miami can end up five, that'd be great. I don't know. Would you so, would you would you rather play a Philly team with Embiid or the Celtics without uh, Celtics for sure, especially now that Philly is kind of on a hot winning streak without and, Embiid. And yeah, also, we'll just get that. We'll just get that team in the second round, whichever other team you want to play. Yeah, I don't. Really, I don't. I don't really want to tempt fate. You basically, if if Spo wants to rest guys for the last three games, do that. Let you know. Let whoever get some minutes. Let Magruder. I mean, Magruder was great last night. Let him get some minutes, um, and then just let it be. Because we listen. We could go two and one, and we could end up. Seventh, like you want Giancarlo. If the Bucks went out, we could go one and two. And I mean, there's so many different scenarios, and it's. I don't think we should be like trying to lose games. And odds are, like Alex was saying, I think the Thunder in Miami is a really tough game, especially because the Thunder, the Thunder could easily miss the playoffs. So that's a game they kind of have to have. And I don't really like playing Westbrook. Wait, have they not clinched yet? No, no, no that's all, all like in- four, four through ten are all close in yeah. the West. So number four is Utah. And number nine. How many of us? How many of us had them at four? Nobody. I'm amazed by that. Donovan, I'm amazed. Donovan Mitchell. And you were saying before the show, how close were the Heat to having Donovan Mitchell? It really was like 15 seconds. They were like 15 seconds away. Man. I, we love Bam. Well, not all of us loved Bam. Yeah. Bob Ryan. Way to produce. Well, just reporting to here, selecting OG Anunobi. No, no, Bam on the bio. I like. Oh my! They took Bam. Yo, what are we doing? Oh, twice? Who is this? Twice in one show? Ba- are you kidding? Mm. What is he doing? Who is that? <laughs> he just said that, that that they're gonna draft OG. Oh no, no, we won't. Oh no, we don't. They're drafting Bam at a bio. What is? What? What? what I read it. You gotta be freaking oh, kidding me. Oh. That's... I love how you say, "Oh no, we won't." Oh no, we don't. How that... many people? How many people were in that clip outside of me and Nikias? I just, I don't know. I was just, I, I admit, it, I haven't watched a second of college. I haven't watched a second of college basketball in like two years. I was so confused that... at how many voices were in that clip. It was you, it was Nikias, and it was me. That's and, the and most frustrating. Right. I was in the beginning. I was the one that announced OG and Nunobi. Ah, I meant after that. I still Yo, can't Nikias pronounce. Snapped. I can't believe that That's was your the, reaction when Bam got drafted, and now you and Nikias are like leaders of the the Bam wagon. Did you hear that sigh from Nikias? That was the most frustrated he's been in his entire life. That's the most audibly like emotive. I made up a word that I've ever heard Nikias. Well, I, listen, I I think I've been I've been talking with my brother about this. Uh, Bam in college was held back by Calipari, and I'm convinced what? that Spo is. 
when Bam gets the ball on offense, he never looks at the basket to do anything with it. Like they teach you basic basketball, you get the ball on offense, three point stance, uh, sorry, triple threat stance. So you can you can shoot, you can pass, go Terry, or you can dribble, and uh-huh. all Bam does is listen. He's a great passer. And he, or he could set a good screen or something. But once he gets the ball, he's just looking to give it to someone else. It's a hot potato. I don't know why that's happening. Maybe Spo is saving him. No, I, I think they're trying to limit him because I, I also think he did that with Justice too. Because I think Justice had the playmaking out of college, but they really limited what they did his first year. And uh, and we saw the second year when he got a lot more responsibility that that really harmed him. So I think Spo's just trying to keep Bam in a very specific role. And uh, he's excelling in that role, so I, I don't th- I think Spolster kind of wants him to develop slowly, and it, it would appear that Bam is coachable in that sense that he's listening because Hassan, as we've seen, Hassan will just you know throw him up. It's kind of weird, right? Like Bam literally does not look at the basket. The only thing he does when he gets the ball at the top of the key is go for the dribble handoff, and it's obvious that he's going for the handoff. Like he doesn't have the the balance the that uh, KO does it. That you don't really know which way he's gonna go. Bam is just kind of obvious with it. Um, the other thing, Spo has Hassan doing a ton of those dribble handoffs pretty much all season. Hassan had like four assists of the day. We don't even say anything about that anymore. We don't assist. What are the Heat doing to get everybody to follow the dribble handoffs and so extremely? Ellington. What are they taking away from them for now? Ellington. Because like, and like, that's why I thought the Ellington question was interesting because even if you, and I know uh, Nikias wrote something about it uh, in the launching pad. You can check that out on heatbeatmiami.com. And he was talking about how Ellington has really kind of regressed as a shooter kind of since All-Star break and teams are giving him less gravity, but there's still a lot of gravity to him off that dribble handoff. So like guys are respecting that so much that they're getting a ton off of it. They ran a play yesterday where they did, they had Bam, like, it, it kind of felt like triangle a little bit, but, like, more fun. And then you have Bam at the at the kind of pinch post, and then you had a cross screen with Ellington and, and Kelly. And Bam's there with two options of two really good shooters, Ellington in the corner or Kelly at the break. And it's like, they're getting whatever they want off that, like, kind of elbow dribble handoff, you know, offense. You know, Chris Bosch would be so good at that. Um, to, to your point, Gianni, I just want to point out from um, Nikias' column on the launching pad on heapymiami.com, this was a lineup of the week, minimum of 10 minutes. So it was 11 minutes in the week. Goran Dragic, Tyler Johnson, Wayne Ellington, James Johnson, Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek, they had an offensive rating of 142.6, defensive rating 84.6, and a total net rating of 58. James Johnson's been a bad man as of late. Like, is JJ fixed? Because like, I'm about JJ getting fixed. March and April, yeah. JJ. We back. It feels only only took him sixty five games. Good job. Only took him how many seasons has he been in the league? <laughs> uh too many. Yeah, too many. Dude, okay, like the JJ playoff game is gonna be fun, right? Oh man, we're gonna get one. I like we're gonna get an Ellington game and we're gonna get a JJ game and we're gonna get a Dwayne game and this is gonna that be that like- first pass that he throws into the fourth row <laughs> is gonna get everybody so mad. <laughs> you, you know what happened? They they gave J they made JJ a captain this year, and I just think it puts so much pressure on you. Like he just should have played. He's very good in his role, you know, as a like an aggressive uh, rebounder, playmaker. But it shouldn't. He can't playmake all the time. When he's like the lone playmaker, and you see him just trying these things, he throws it into the stands. He dribbles off his foot. You just need you just need JJ to play his role. Um, you know. Make the occasional like make the good pass, like Isn't take it a weird nice. That they don't like run actions for him instead of like letting him just create the offense out of well. Like it's, it's usually him at the top of the key with the ball with everybody else kind of running around. But how come they don't do like like basic top of the key stuff just to get him rolling down the the basket, which is his strength. I don't know why they he's, don't. He's have at his best. He's rolling and trying to finish. Ellington or Jay Ritz screening for him and go smaller with the guards or go three guards and have like guards screen and cross screen for him like they used to do with LeBron. They do it a little bit, but not enough. I feel like he's also JJ tends to be, and it's partially his fault, but he tends to be in lineups where there's a, not a lot of spacing. And that's like just not a good, uh, that's not a good lineup for him. So, so basically, the anytime he li- plays with Hassan. Yeah, I mean, or, du- or Dwayne. Yeah, I mean, when the, 
when they're together, <laughs> there's just not a lot of space for him to create. Um, that's why when we're talking about playoff rotations, it's going to be interesting because you basically have the starting five, whether it's TJ or Wade, and then off the bench, it's Wade, Olenek, Ellington, and who? Bam, and that and that's their yeah, Winslow. Oh, Winslow. So that's He's their nine or ten. Harry. He's better. No, their their offensive Winslow when Winslow's uh, the point guard, de facto point guard, it's very good. It's kind of what they need to continue to to go for. I don't know why it took so long to realize that's Winslow's natural position. I can't believe that they're actually doing backup point by backup point guard by committee. Because like it's like that's all it's been. It's been like a collective backup point guard. Like you're all backup point guards. You're a backup point guard. You're a backup point guard. You're all backup. It's good. Yeah. Distribute the risk. I don't know if it's good, but I mean the offense, like, the Heat aren't exactly an offensive juggernaut. But I mean, I'd rather them do this than, than give any of those guys like too many reps as the point guard because none of those guys can create offense for, oh, them, they just for themselves didn't get or for others that consistently. They didn't get a. Well, point who guard. else could they get? Beno? Beno Ujiri no. is like the only other person Beno. I can think of that they can get. And there's tons of bring Beno back. Yo, I'm no, I don't want lifer. Back. He gave back that I money. I love him. I don't want it back. We got back uh, Heat Lifer Joe Johnson because of Bano. Uh, another one of Harry's favorite players. Harry, who's okay? Because we talked about this with Leif last show about most frustrating Heat player ever, and of course he went Hassan because you know he's uh, infinitely enemies with Hassan. You Harrison, who complains about a lot of things and a lot of players, who is Harrison's most frustrating Heat player ever? I mean, ever, ever. I well. I don't know. You guys know I don't like Chalmers. Chalmers always was was bad for me. It, listen, it's it wasn't that it was the problem with Chalmers is not that he wasn't skilled. I mean, watching Mario play, you were like, especially the games where he exploded, like ten threes against Sacramento or the game against the Thunder in the finals. Like his ability to get to the basket was good. He just never did it, and he'd rather dribble the dribble the ball off a shoe. <laughs> Um, he seemed to enjoy getting yelled at. He was very good at receiving um, people just screaming at him. Of course. So he was my most frustrating. Um, I mean, in terms of other other guys off the top of my head. Uh, oh, that, that's be, fine. That, that's no, a, it has to be LeBron. No, because LeBron didn't fight Harry many on the Harry court. You, have, you use LeBron. But Harry didn't get mad at LeBron when LeBron was on the court. Harry hates LeBron as a person. Yeah, LeBron I don't like. I don't like. I don't really like. I don't like. Um, I don't like LeBron's off the court stuff. I don't like all the baggage that that uh, comes along with having him on my team. But in terms of like the his his basketball IQ is one of the best ever. And yeah, and no, and I understand Hassan is frustrating too. And and listen, these guys are frustrating because you know that you know they're talented, they just don't give it every night, and that's annoying. You'd rather a guy screw up playing really hard than a guy who isn't playing well uh, based on just w- effort, and that's annoying as a fan. Just add Hassan next time. Yeah, just add Hassan next time. I thought you were going to go Joe Johnson because like, you, you had a mean streak for poor Joe Johnson. But it wasn't it wasn't long enough. You know, if, if we had re-signed Joe Johnson or brought him back, yeah, I mean – and and honestly, more of what bothered me about Joe Johnson was the leash that Spo gave him. I mean, the leash that he had was so long, he could make so many errors, miss so many shots, and he was staying in the game. Spoke and down the stretch veteran. in the fo- and down him. the stretch in the fourth quarter, when you should be playing, when you be, should be switching offensive defense, especially when you're winning games to close out games, he left Joe Johnson in there. But he he's been doing that. He left Ray Allen in there, and Ray Allen couldn't guard. You know, he's, couldn't guard he's, anyone. He's so. he's adapting though, because he's been doing that more um, this season, especially as of late. And I I, I applaud that because that's not something. I mean, he still doesn't do the foul to give, which is annoying. But um, you know, we'll get there. Baby steps with Spo. You know, no no coach is perfect, but I I do think that lately he's been doing more offense defense subs, and that's been. I'm like, oh, you're putting justice in the game for defense. That that's good. <laughs> you're taking Dwayne out. That's good. It is good. I think Joe Johnson is the reason that I would, I'm kind of okay with Wayne Ellington going a little slump lately, because Joe Johnson made all of his threes in the regular season, didn't make any in the playoffs, and I'm kind of I was kind of worried that that would happen to Wayne Ellington too. But he played well last night, but I mean it was an awful Hawks team. The Heat, shots, really, the Heat okay. need to let Ellington. The Heat need to let Ellington walk this summer. 
Well, bad I mean, take. Nikias, that that's a hot take. Nikias mentioned that last show that Ellington might have played himself back into the Heat's price range. I mean, uh, did you just made the most three pointers off the bench in NBA history? No, no, I, I understand the stats. I mean, he also has he has the, one of the greenest green lights in the league. You know, he take he could take seventeen threes and no one would really bat an eyelash, even if he made four of them. So besides, when he makes it, nine of them, well, it, it's not like it, the thing is. This is how you have to approach these things. You don't want to continue to pay pay guys. You know, you don't want to continue to have the offseason where you're paying Dion Waiters and JJ long term contracts. You found Ellington was a what? He's been in the league nine years, or he's a journeyman. Like you can find these guys, and you can yeah. put them in. You know, and, I'd and, argue. I'd argue this should. I'd argue their issue is that they have these contracts wrapped up, and now they're gonna have to lose out on Ellington if they don't make a deal. And Ellington has so clearly been their second or third most effective, impactful offensive player all year. All of the stats, all of all of the metrics show that they are a much better offensive team when he's on the floor. Uh, same goes with Olenek. Same goes with Dragic. He's one of those guys, and the Heat struggle on offense when they don't have these guys on the floor. Listen, money isn't going to be much of an issue if you don't want it to be. And I'll I'll explain it like this. If the Heat want to free up cap space, sure, Tyler Johnson's contract is getting huge next year. And there's going to be more, you know, everyone's is increasing uh, marginally. But if you wanted money, you could move Hassan for a pick. You could move Goron in essentially the last year of his deal because he's probably going to opt out. And you, so there's your month. There's no your under the cap out. again. I understand, but I'm just saying you're not gonna find elite shooters everywhere. And a guy who's just coming, you know, ro- uh, coming off of curls, hitting all types of threes. Like I feel like he's on a different level. When Why it does comes Harry to his... make it seem like dumping forty million dollars of salary is like the snap of a wrist? Because well, we you're... three first round picks we can trade now. Yeah, th- th- no, 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 that no, cannot not, be. Not... That cannot be the answer. The answer cannot no, 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 be. No, no, no. We're not. We're not. <laughs> do, we're do not you have the answer? We're not we're not doing that anymore. That that's an old that's an old philosophy. We're not the team that's gonna dump money for the sake of listen, Riley signed these deals because he believed they could be tradable. Whether that means that um, we're gonna do something interesting in the offseason or we find one team who likes the contracts that we have. But I think I think Tyler is tradable, especially on draft night when his when his salary cap number is much lower. Uh, then it'll be next year. He'll still be at the $6 million figure. Um, Hassan is movable. There are teams that were interested in Hassan. Those teams will still be interested. And whether Goran opts out in two years or not, that just makes his deal more valuable if you have Goran for two in years Hassan? instead of one. Our teams, Say it again? Our team's going to be interested in Hassan because A, they know that he don't have any leverage. B, nobody's going to give a first-round pick at this point because I think – People are gonna know that. Get the first round pick. We just need to get a nice player back, something that fits better. Yeah, but you just I mean, cannot trading like you're, they you're trading him for ma- a better fit. They can't make salary disappear. Of I course mean, not. Yeah, you need yes, the package you, for that. You know how difficult Listen, that's gonna be. It is gonna be difficult, but that's what, trade him to like, the Lakers. Right on Magic you Johnson gotta, wants you gotta keep him at this point. Like whatever. Like it's not just like oh here's Hassan, give us an expiring, and we're gonna have cap. Like that's not. Like, you need to get rid of multiple players. They have a logjam in the backcourt, and it's obvious. What's going to happen when Dion comes back next year? Do we? Do you guys know how many guards we have on the roster? How many and guards no are backup supposed to be in the rotation? And no backup point guard. So we have like nine guards, and we have one point guard, and he can't even get a right entry pass to Hassan Whiteside. I, you know they've been very fortunate that Goran's been pretty healthy this year because that could be bad. Thank you for the jinx. And wait, Giancarlo, you think you think we're keeping Hassan? Hassan is done. He, he he's done with the Heat. He wrote. Listen, he'll have a good few games now. He'll have a couple good playoff games because he'll he had his 18th talk with Spo this year. So you know he'll he'll be a little he'll he'll play harder. Um, <laughs> 18. But talk. but Hassan but Hassan playing harder doesn't necessarily mean better because he's not a smart basketball player. So. But there are teams that are interested. There were teams that wanted him when the Heat resigned him. There was, there were, um, Dallas was interested. Portland was interested. There will be, there will be a team, a young team. There will be a young team with a lot of picks that needs a center, that and will need to spend money. Portland doesn't. Uh, a like a team like Phoenix um, is a team that could make a deal for Hassan. These, I mean, there are deals out there to be made. It would have been on, tough at the yeah, trade but, deadline. But Harrison, but I, I understand that. But like you, what we're saying is, and again, I'm not plugged into the team. I don't know. I think 
Anthony or you know somebody somebody with the team would know better. But I don't see how they're going to do this while not while not getting back salary. That's that's the problem because we're talking about we're, uh, this be, this conversation changed. We were talking about the money for Ellington and they need to free money. <clears throat> right? So it's like they're going to need to clear some cap and they're going to have to probably move a guard. So with Hassan, it's going to have to go Dion, Tyler, and it can't be Tyler because nobody in their right mind is going to take on $40 million of salary like like that for those guys. So it's probably going to have to be a guy like Dion or or um, or maybe they just can't resign Ellington because they have a lot I think Tyler might be more movable than Dion right now. Uh, He's only got two years left, and at least he's healthy, and he's already good. Dion not only is not healthy, but was also not good when he was playing. But but Dion was hurt. And has an extra year. But I, you know, and I've said this before, but like I think like a lot of people have been really bad with Dion this year because Dion was clearly hurt from the jump, and he never got a chance. And I know that that could be his own doing or the organization. I don't know what's going on with with who allowed who to play on that ankle. But the the point is is that he was not healthy from the start. Could Definitely. Even, and the problem is when he comes back. What if he's back to being that for an entire season? Another, another, another entire season. He's gonna come back, and he's gonna be out of shape, and it's gonna take him probably 30, 40 games to get back into shape. And that's we, I'm saying, like you know it, I know it, Spo knows sample. it. I don't know, man. I mean, no, I, where I, it, where even is he's not, he's not even gonna be able to get any type of reps because while he was gone, the team became more team oriented. They 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 kind of. Uh, uh, emphasize the, the, the dribble handoff thing. Like last year, they were more uh, pick and roll. Like all these things have changed. Besides the fact that you know you got Dwayne Wade back. Wayne Ellington is one of their most important players. Josh Richardson took a step up. TJ is still good. You still have Gore in there. Magruder's coming up. Like there's no space no, for Dion. And but you, Alex and I was like, they don't have a small forward. Josh Richardson is not a small forward. They yeah. don't have a small forward. Like you know, the small forward is justice. This small forward is Justice, who's better at power forward. They don't have a guy whose Back. best position is small forward. But you know who That's is? What I'm saying you need to package multiple guys. You just need to find the best package that you. At the end of the day, whether it's a trade that you love or not, I think the package is still the most obvious way to like to clear things up. Because right. if not, you're just going to be hand tied to a team that that's upside at the most is 45, 46 wins. I don't see why they do that. I think the guys that probably get moved are Olenek. I think Olenek's a really movable guy, and I, I don't know how interested they would be in moving Olenek, but that's something that you could probably get a positional need for. Because if if you believe in Bam, and if Bam's going to take a step up next year, it's going to need more minutes for Bam and stuff the like that. The problem is you can't keep trading these shooters. They have so little of them, I know, a, a reliable that's shooters. A, that's a problem. And that's kind of been like the issue with the roster construction, but the offense isn't like... The offense is so streaky, and it's not any like kind of good. I know it's been better as of late, but do you trust the offense? Because I don't. I trust it a lot more when Olenek is on the floor. I trust it. I I do too. And I let me tell you something. That defense that they were playing um, on not 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 last game, but the game that they almost lost against Atlanta, the home game, or was it Sunday? The defense that they were playing at the end of that game. That's like. Where's Leif? That's that's Miami Heat defense. Like that's panted Spolstra switch everything, closing out like ravaging, like guys flying everywhere, really mobile and getting lineup. out in transition. Yeah, that that's what's gonna win them playoff games. That's what. Yes, that's who they are. It's not. They just need to score enough. And like at the end of the day, we know what this team is. We know that they're not gonna win a championship. They're they're not going to the finals. You know, if they can win a playoff series and if they can push another team, that's like a that's a win. And if they beat LeBron, that's a banner, right? And they're not. The thing is, they're not even going to win a playoff series. They don't stick to their strengths. I, I'm I'm kind of worried about the whole thing about everything reverting back to how it usually is. With you know, like Spo shorting rotation, uh, going away from the offense, defense subs, um, getting the offense slowed down, and D Wade and Hassan doing that thing where they slow down the offense when it's clear that they're better when they're getting out of transition. When, when they're all amped up, that's when Gore is getting his points because he has uh, good fourth-quarter lineups and, and, and all the numbers show that he's good in the fourth quarter, but that's only because that's when the Heat play defense and he gets out in transition because yep. God knows he's not doing that when the offense bogs down. We all know Gorin is that's not his strength, so they can't be doing that. And Gorin, Gorin's so frustrating in those scenarios when they're playing like half-court because like he'll get into the lane and then he'll just like leave. He'll probe and he's like, no, nah, I'm out. 
Like he's, it's almost like he's too careful. And it's like, and I think we've talked about this before, like as opposed to guys like Dwayne and Dion that kind of like throw shit up. I have a theory. Yes. That I just thought of three seconds ago. I think McBob was a parasite. Whoa. McBob was the most hesitant player I've ever seen when it comes to the shot. <laughs> and I think he unleashed something. And when I started thinking about that, it kind of is the justice thing. Are you alleging that McBob ruined justice? Parasite. I think he was like the beginning of the curve. Don't forget, don't he forget gave him that Bob. big contract. He didn't play, and he he poisoned everybody around him. And Bosch. <laughs> Bosch. No, remember Riley gave him the clots, Brian. Jesus. Pat Riley gave Chris Bosch the blood clots. It wasn't the other way around. Let's not, let's not, let's not, listen, McBob's gone. Let's not blame him for stuff that's still happening with the team. Uh, you know, Justice has issues finishing. Has McBob's played a game yet? Hold on, wait a second. Let's find no, out. No, 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 let's find out together. Let's find, let me, Josh no. McRoberts. He got, basketball. listen, McBob got all of his suits from Austin Burke and he's still wearing them in Dallas. Let's see. Josh McRoberts has played two games this season. Very high. Hold on, let's let, let's see how many minutes he's played this year. Oh, he, I can't believe he's played two games. Guys, can I go? Can I go back to the Hassan trade talk? Because I uh, I missed what I missed off. something I wanted to say. How at many the field end. goal oh, attempts? I got a perfect team. I have a perfect team for Hassan. If you guys want to hear it, Mo, it's Milwaukee. No, it's not even Milwaukee. It's That's Dallas. the obvious. No, not even Dallas. Cleveland. LA. Nope, not Cleveland. Not oh, actually. LA is actually very. You're very warm. Which LA team? The Clippers. No, the Lakers. Brian, you, I oh, thought you okay. said it wasn't obvious. How is that not obvious? We have, no the one's Lakers, talked about the Lakers. The Lakers is super. Alex mentioned the Lakers earlier. Did he? The Lake, they're not going to ruin. Listen, the Lakers keep having this pipe dream that they're going to sign free agents, and they and they don't. So they're going to leave it open for 2019 and miss again on everyone else. They're very good at that. They've become excellent. I low-key at think that. they're gonna they're gonna hit. Well, I low-key. Here, here's I, my I, I here's my the Lakers. Here's my hit on what. Not this year. I think they're going to get one of Clay or Kawhi, and I think it's going to be Clay. No, the Lakers will get Paul George this year because he wants to be in L.A., but that has nothing to do with them. They're I not think good Paul George will play with those young guys so quick right now. Yo, sorry. Is Paul George kind of overrated? Did you Man. hear he's he's not? Did you hear him on the other day he said he's not confident in his shot anymore? Dude, because I've watched him play. Paul George? Yes. Dude. Is that Westbrook that just ruins people except for Durant? Westbrook ruined everyone except for Dion and Durant because Dion is so confident that not even Westbrook can suck the life out of him. All right, so Dion left OKC, uh, had his best season in the NBA over here. Culture. Um, same thing happened with Oladipo. Oladipo was a damn near M- uh, MVP candidate. And I okay, think Paul down. George let's might slow- win MVP on the Lakers next year. Let's slow down on MVP candidate. Well, here's what. Wait, 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 wait. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because Magic Johnson tweeted back in 2016. Tampering. He tweeted that Hassan Whiteside was an MVP candidate. Hassan says a lot. Of, well, that. How did that go? Magic, God, who just he's the one. He's the one that's gonna fall for it. Listen, guys, Hassan to the Bucks Madison for, for Jabari. For oh Jabari. my God, I did not. Th- Hold on, wait, Harrison. Alex has stumbled on something. Alex has stumbled on something. I think Brian was throwing me a lob. I think Riley, yeah, the Riley Magic Johnson can. I think, lim, woof, I think we, I think we might have got it's something. It's gonna be him. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like, hey, Magic. Wow. It's not gonna be Terry Stas or, or Neil Olshay. It's not gonna be that's Mark gonna, Cuban. John Carl, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the whole conversation. Hey, Magic, and then just he's there <laughs> yeah. on the Lakers. Yeah. Oh no, it can't be over the phone. It has to be at the Magic Johnson Theater. What was that? It has to be at the Magic Johnson Theater. It can't be over the phone. Do you have the clip? It's got to sit down. Do you have the clip of the Magic Johnson Theater that you can play or no? Okay, you don't have to be whispering sweet nothing into Magic's ears that he games. Okay. Brian made a joke. Brian, 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 why would you? Brian made a show reference like forty episodes ago. So. (laughs) If he got it, you got it. You know, and you guys. One clip that we that we put on Twitter. You guys. You guys moved me off the LeBron thing I wanted to talk about. That's how we started the show. We ended up here at Magic Johnson Movie Theaters. But what I'm kind of upset that we never actually see LeBron with Hassan in Cleveland. This Heat team is full of guys that LeBron would love to play with. Hassan, Tyler, Ellington, Kelly. No, no, no. You have it wrong. <laughs> this Heat team is full of guys that LeBron thinks he would like to play with. 
LeBron does the same thing. He he, he like he likes guys, and they come on their team, and he's like, oh, look at all these little flaws, and he picks at them. Listen, guys, there's there's legitimately only five teams that make sense for LeBron next year. He can either stay on the Cavs and suffer with Dan Gilbert, Trump supporter. Uh, he can he can come he can come back to the Heat if somehow we manage to move all these salaries around. He could go to the 76ers where he'd have a good young core and he'd still be the best player on the team. He could go to the Lakers and play with Paul George and do something in L.A. that hasn't been done since Kobe left. Or he can somehow make his way to the Rockets and just decide he wants to dominate and win. That's it. There's the no Spurs? other team that makes any sense for him. The Spurs? Nah, I mean, you, not not with Kawhi. Who knows what the, he- what the heck is going on if out LeBron there? If LeBron goes to the Spurs right now. Fake news. It's fake news. They're a two like seed. Tom Brady and the Patriots. They're a two or th- they're a two or one seed. Alex, what's fake news? The, everyone's saying that the guy should be playing, and he's telling you he doesn't want to play. Would you bet money right now that Kawhi is going to be on the market within a year? I would not. Kawhi is going to be traded this offseason. You're crazy. You are out of your mind. They're not going to trade him. It's very similar to the. It's very similar to the. It's very similar to the Kyrie Irving situation. Kyrie very got traded. Sim- yes, that's what. I don't know. I I I don't think they can be. Is he the third best player in the league? Straight, yo, guys, straight up, Kyrie Kyrie straight up like says, "I'm not playing with LeBron anymore. Like, trade me, or I'm si- or I'm gonna go get knee surgery." Because he already knew he was injured. So look at look at today. He's he's out for the year because. He was already hurt the whole time. The Cavs say, okay, we can't do anything. They make a whatever trade. They get a draft pick. And it's the same thing. Kawhi's saying, I'm not coming back. Um, I think once we get past the point where it's like once that news comes out that Kawhi is going to miss the playoffs or whatever that news is, it's going to kind of boil over by the end. Of, by the time the next season comes. And then it's just going to be next season. And they're, they're going to forget that, oh, yeah, you know, he missed the playoffs. Well, there's a very report from Brock Windows. makes no sense. I mean, I think Kawhi's. I think it's clear Kawhi is holding out. He he doesn't seem like he wants to play. If if he feels that there's something not right, he's being conservative with it. He doesn't want to risk anything. He, he, I mean, I don't know, man. It doesn't it doesn't seem like it's something that's good. Why? What's the point of that? Why would why would any of them, you know, like look for the another option? I know, but Alex, you said he, they're gonna they're gonna say he's out for the playoffs. Then. It's gonna be the off season, and then everything's gonna be fine next year. How does that make? I think it's any gonna sense? boil over. I think it's just gonna boil over. It's gonna be something where it's getting kind of heated now, and then you know that they, they have their reputation, they have uh, their relationship there. I don't right, think it's gonna come Alex, to an end. It's, Alex, it's blow over because boil over is bad. Like when you're making pasta and it boils over, you have more of an issue. But if it's gonna <laughs> blow over, then yeah, it's gonna be it. Just to, no, I'm your, I don't want you to confuse people because I think it's going to boil over into issues where they have to trade them, and you think it's going to blow over, and they're just going to go okay. back. That's fair. I think it's going to boil over. Like these are these are things that are these are things that cannot be, like literally Popovich is saying, listen, I have no idea what's going on. He's in New York. He's with his own doctors. There is nothing like we have no I, communication with him. I think the dude the started most, an intervention. I think the most telling thing in this story has been how Pop referred to it's Kawhi and his team or Kawhi and his what, what did he say? It was Kawhi and his whatever his group. Kawhi and his group like that. Like that was Pop because he could he could have just said Kawhi. But he, he was one step away from doing the Phil Jackson. I mean, he was one step away from doing the Phil Jackson uh, Kawhi him, posse. posse. Yeah. But also, the... if you guys remember, if you guys remember, Kawhi was about to sign that shoe deal, and then he suddenly wanted. They had a deal in place, and he suddenly wanted a lot more money. He, listen, the Spurs are not good for your brand as an individual. It's a great place to win. It's a great place to be successful. It's up. not a great. It's not a great place if you want to say, "I'm Kawhi Leonard. I'm one of the top five players in the league." Let me show you no, what I'm. What no, I'm capable. I have a question. That's, 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 a, that's a Kawhi thing. That's not a. That's not a. I mean. If LeBron goes to the the Spurs, like LeBron's brand isn't hurt by being a spur. It's a Kawhi doesn't say anything. It's Duncan never said anything. It's Kawhi might be the only top ten player that doesn't have a hive. How about that? All right, he doesn't. I don't think he has a hive. You don't say people. Do people stand for Kawhi? But nobody like nobody stands for Tim Duncan either. He's a top five player. He is. 
But he's also kind of boring. Is that he's nobody's favorite player unless you're a Spurs fan? Because he's born. But that's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what Harry said. But that's Tim Duncan's thing too. And the kind of thing with Tim Duncan was like you had to like say you like Tim Duncan, but nobody like really like was out here like loving watching. Tim Why Duncan is way more fun to watch? Huh? He's legitimately fun to watch. I think so too. But Giancarlo, Giancarlo, that's a big reason why LeBron left Miami's because there are rules here. There's structure. LeBron didn't want the structure anymore. San Antonio's the same way. And I think Kawhi is just saying, I want out of this. Like. I've won here. I was the finals MVP. What else is there for me to prove? I want to go be my superstar. It's a, and it's, it's just like the Kyrie Man. Irving situation where, where he says, I've won here. I'm under LeBron's shadow. I am my own person. I want to go win on my own squad. Now, Kyrie's leg, you know, his knees don't work because he's channeled Uncle Drew a little too much. But that <laughs> is like – that's just something – like this. the situations are so what similar. Are you saying, the are you saying is, that the Spurs don't let Kawhi talk? No, dude, Kawhi's just a dude that doesn't talk. It's not a Spurs thing. Listen, a if, Ka- if, if Kawhi spoke, like that's not the Spurs way. That's why Stephen Duncan was Stephen Jackson Kawhi. was there who said whatever he wanted. What are you talking no, not about? When he was, not when he was yes, on the Spurs. Was. Doesn't it seem kind of clear that it's his agent or his team or whatever that's speaking for yeah, him? It yes. doesn't seem and like that's, he's speaking much Pop, at all. That's what Pop gave voice to, and that's the frustration because I think when you're a coach, and I think Pop, and it's very different than the way that their superstars have done work, Robinson and Duncan, Parker, Ginobili. Like, Pop gets to deal with these people individually. Now, and it might be a millennial thing as well, Pop is dealing with Kawhi plus others, and those plus others don't have the relationship with the coach that the player does because Pop's there in practice. Pop seems like a very hands-on person in people's lives. Those people are not Kawhi. So those people see Pop, and there's a degree of separation that he does not had before because he also kind of looks like he doesn't know how to handle this because even with LaMarcus Aldridge, when there was a disconnect, he was very hands-on about that and candid. But when it's Kawhi... Doesn't it seem kind of like the D-Wade and Pat thing? Well, the D-Wade and Pat thing... The D-Wade and Pat At least for that that moment in time. But that was an appreciation thing, and that was two people that were kind of equal in, like, ego and... I guess guess you can say... ah, I just think that the Dwayne and and Riley thing was less about... Because I think the Kawhi thing is about Kawhi and his friends looking out for Kawhi. And the Dwayne thing was wanting to be appreciated by someone who he wanted to be appreciated by, and Riley and Dwayne having a disconnect on what Dwayne was worth. So, so this is more like the Derrick Rose thing then. That year when like everybody was clamoring for him to come back because yeah. he'd been cleared, he ended up not coming back, and then he just didn't play until the next season. Yeah. I think that's what's gonna happen. I I think I think that that's could very. I mean, yeah, that's what Alex. That's a great apples to apples comparison. Just happened with a guy that Kawhi is more valuable than Derrick Rose was. And he's better than Derrick Rose is and was. Derrick Rose is also a rapist. I don't really like the comparison. (laughs) I really don't like Derrick Rose. I I don't think I've ever disliked an NBA player more. I've never I've never I've never actually wished injury on a player, or at least I have, but I haven't actually meant to, to wish an injury on a player. Um, I was not. I was not sad at all when Derrick Rose went down. I'm not sad that he's terrible, and I hope the rest of his life is miserable. I want to stay on this Kawhi topic because I really, I really want to think about like the possibility of him coming to Miami, and thinking about like his I whole mean, Jordan Brand campaign. He, I mean, he turned down four years and twenty million to to resign with Jordan Brand, and I'm just assuming like what I mean. You guys think if he's looking for a bigger market, could he find that kind of bigger market here in Miami? I think you guys are overstating the bigger market thing, and I just don't think. Man, I know that we like to talk about it, and like we're like all with, on, we're in the Stugatz hive of hashtag mending fences and all that or whatever, but. I just I I don't think Miami is going to be realistically a play for anybody. Until... I think Stu might be onto something, except it's going to be in LA. It's going to be LeBron, Kawhi, possibly Paul George in LA. I think that's more realistic than anything happening in Miami. They're just ham. You sound you sound like Kawhi from there. Yeah, he's from Compton. Besides the fact that LA is like the basketball mecca now, all the NBA players live there in the summer. They're all there pretty much whenever they're not doing. NBA stuff. I don't know, but it's it's LA and Miami because a lot of guys live here in the off season. It depends. It's like it's kind of split in the summer. No, guys, you can be a superstar in small markets. You don't need the big mark. Like, listen, Giannis is one of the best players in the league. He's in Milwaukee. Um, he doesn't need to be elsewhere. The problem is that the team they built around him isn't that good. 
And I think the issue with San Antonio is that if Kawhi, like, that what we've seen from Kawhi is a guy who's very quiet, you know, doesn't smile. He has all those, you know, he's a perfect player for San. He's a San Antonio type player, as uh, Leif would say. But maybe he wants something different. Maybe they haven't. Maybe they rushed him back from his injury when he had concerns. And I, I think there's, I think there's a separation there that that's going to be hard to bring back together. Alex thinks that everything's going to blow over and it'll be fine next year. And I think there'll be stuff that lingers and I think they'll have to move him, especially if he tells him he doesn't want to be there anymore. And he only has two years left on his contract. You know, this is kind of the Chris Bosh situation in reverse. Chris Bosh wanted to play and the heat were like, no, you can't rush back. And Kawhi is like, the Spurs are like, come play. And Kawhi is like, no, I don't want to rush back. And Miami kind of went through a similar thing where they couldn't, where it's like they couldn't reach Bosch and they couldn't reach an agreement and Bosch had these doctors and this and that and there were a bunch of third parties involved and it was difficult for for both player and organization to kind of come to an agreement on what's what's the best for this person's body and I think at the end but like I, and I think with the Chris Bosch situation I think we I think a lot of people can see it as Chris Bosch wasn't doing that what was best for Chris Bosch's body and Kawhi so we don't really, you know, it's hard to tell what is Kawhi doing what's best for his body or is he just being overcautious? Can't, you know, it's, it's really difficult, but I, man. But the, but the Bosch situation was the heat when they finally, the last, the last season, what was that? 2000, it was the beginning of 2016, right? Mm-hmm. They were ready to bring Bosch back. He, he you know, he physical. was working out and he failed the physical. I have no, I no idea how many blood clots they found in it his body. It was like the day or um, two before media day. Yeah, and and the, listen, the Heat the Heat were probably ready to give him uh, to give him a chance, but they're not going to risk a player's life to win. I mean, the the PR disaster you would like. No, look at the I, guy I, that and just, I don't want to rehash the Bosch thing. No, no, no. I know, I know. But look at the guy that just passed away in the G League. Like, you just you don't want that to happen on your uh, to the team, especially on on national TV. I mean, those kind of, those just, things are devastating. I just wanted a commentary on how it's how how it's the the like reverse situation that organization doesn't want player to come back, player wants to come back, as opposed to organization wants player to come back, player does not want to come back. And no, 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 you're right. And the and the player you you have to you have to think that Kawhi knows his body better than anybody else, better than the team, better than uh, better than any other person. So there's just there's a lot of miscommunication. They're not talking to each other because of a, if if a player and then there was the rumor that Woj threw out there that they were that they were talking about Kawhi in a team meeting, and Danny Green came out and said that they were you know they were discussing something else that had nothing to do with Kawhi and coming back to play. And so that's there's just not a lot of talking going on. But the thing, like, you can you can have a fracture with the coach, but you can't have a fracture with your locker room because you cannot. And I know Kawhi is more valuable than all those guys, but if those guys don't go to bat for you, it's hard to move 15 guys. You saw what Tony Parker said? Yeah, I did. I've had the same injury, and I was back sooner. Which Tony Parker, dude. That's not a good look. Dude, shut up, man. I will tell you something. No, there is no more overrated play. I saw this tweet, and it said that there's no player in NBA history who has benefited from one playoff series more than Dwayne Wade. No, it's Tony freaking Parker. From the 07 finals? Yeah. For beating up Larry Hughes? I mean, Tony Parker is like, I know he's a good player. Most over. If Tony Parker was a Sacramento King, we wouldn't talk about him in any kind of special light. He'd be Mark. We'd Gasol. say that for a lot of people. He he'd be Mark Gasol, or worse. No, but be, being on the Spurs has made a lot of people's career. No, but I Ginobili's mean, like legitimately like really good. Like Parker. Well, Gin- Ginobili also had a lot more uh, international fa- because didn't Argentina win the Olympics with? I mean, like Ginobili was great. Loki was the most Ginobili. fun player of all time. Ginobili to watch. Ginobili's awesome. Man. Kill the bat with his bare yeah. hands. I think I think I think Tony Parker is a very good player. Uh, being on the Spurs made him, uh, you know, more revered than he should be. I I agree with you on that on that. So it's like I don't really want to hear from Tony Parker. Did, he was he, five seconds away he, from killing us. Didn't he cheat on his wife with a with a teammate's uh, with a teammate's partner or something? Yeah, but listen, Did that happened uh, while he was Eva Longoria. Yes. Yes. Wow, that's why but, he, but that's listen, why he uh, and Eva but, Longoria are no longer a uh, married couple. 
Okay, but but guys, I don't want to hear being... about I don't want to hear about Tony Parker and how to be a good teammate. Like that's the last guy in that locker room that has to talk about what it is to be a good teammate. Like dog, get out of here. We should publish Did our you... own gossip magazine. Oh. I thought you just heard I thought you just heard Finn and you were like, "Dog, get out of here." Cheat meat. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Soon you'll have a separate fridge in the basement where extra groceries are exiled forever. Remember that frozen lasagna? Of course you don't. It's been down there since 2008. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Piece of cake. Behind the lasagna, it's very old. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.